It's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week, I'm part of a great program called The Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a special edition of New York, New York. As the New York Knickerbocker season comes to a close at the hands of the Miami Heat, 96-92 to final in game six of the Eastern Conference semifinals. I can't say I'm stunned, but I'm disappointed. And this game, in many respects, in many ways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is a major kick to the gut. And the reason to me this game is a major kick to the gut is that Jalen Brunson, after what was on Friday, now followed up by a Wednesday, because I'm losing track of the days, Wednesday, he played one of the all-time great Nick playoff performances ever. Jalen Brunson put himself in the category, statistically speaking, of a Walt Clyde Frazier statistical output. So... To be honest, going into this game on Friday, as you can tell, I'm losing track of the days, the, the, the weeks, the months. It's all intertwined at this point. But I had a serious question going into game number six that was a fair one. What would Jalen Brunson have in the tank for tonight? What would he have in the tank for game number six? And 
Jalen Brunson, you can make the argument, was just as good, if not better, on the road in an elimination game. Jalen Brunson went 14-22 from the field. He gave you 41 points tonight. 41 points. On a night when the Knicks had 92. So let that sink in for a minute. Jalen Brunson, after playing the entire game Wednesday at Madison Square Garden, played 45 minutes and gave you 41 points. When you get performances like that, you want to win the damn game. And unfortunately, the narrative and the storyline of this particular game, and I'm sure it's a narrative and a storyline that we're going to talk about a lot over the next couple of weeks, the rest of the New York Knickerbocker team was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. And this is my synopsis now that this series has come to a close. And I don't think it's a guarantee that my synopsis is necessarily going to become a Nick reality. I hope that we are talking about tonight as the last game that Julius Randle ever plays as a New York Knickerbocker. I can't watch this guy anymore. I understand he was all NBA. I understand he put up a terrific regular season in big games, in winning time. He's a losing player. The shot selection sucks. It sucks. I I can't deal with the low-level basketball IQ. For all the high-level basketball IQ to get out of a guy like Jalen Brunson, it is a polar opposite with what you get from Julius Randle. 3 of 14 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3. Yeah, came alive a little bit, got to the charity stripe in the third quarter. whoop the freaking do If you're a Nick fan and you're hard of hearts, Ask yourself this honest question. Are the Knicks ever going to win? And are they going to win big with Julius Randle as a serious part of the team? It's an honest question. Yes or no? To me, it's a resounding no. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to trade this guy in the offseason. I know the NBA cap is going up and I know there's no such thing as an immovable contract. I would do everything in my power to move him. He killed the Knicks in this series. Now, I have to roast R.J. Barrett as well in game number six. Now, Barrett, I think, has a lot more to feel good about in this particular postseason. Like, if you look at Barrett, after the first two games against Cleveland, he played really well for the Knicks. Tonight was a stinker. I, I, I can't get around that. He was 1-10 from the field. He was 0-3 from three. He didn't play a good game. And R.J. Barrett, I think, had a very aggressive eight or nine points early in the first quarter. After that, I mean, R.J. Barrett, put him on a milk cart. You couldn't find a guy. But the fact that the Knicks were in this game, like, do I need to give you some stat lines? Randall was 3-14. of 14. 15 points. Terrible. Robinson, non-factor. Two points. The only ones he hit were from the charity strike. Go figure. Grimes, one of six. One of six from three. Toppin, two of five, and was taking terrible shots in the process. Josh Hart, who actually played okay tonight, but was not the player we saw in the Cleveland series and was not the player that we saw throughout the regular season. He gave you 11. And yet, The Knicks are in this game. They were in this game. And, you know, we spent a lot of time dissecting 
who's the best player in the series. And listen, Jimmy Butler is a fabulous, fabulous player. This was still a night where Jimmy Butler, again, was incredibly inefficient from the field. Jimmy Butler was 7 of 22. 7 of 22. And the Heat, oh, by the way, only hit seven threes. You know, you thought that was going to be like the determining factor was going to send the Knickerbockers home. Not to be. Miami hit seven threes in this game. And Brunson was the best player in the series. Brunson was the best player in this series. It's okay to admit that. Look at his stat lines. Look at his performances. He, to me, was the best player in this series. And it wasn't good enough. Because the Nick supporting cast was abominable. Specifically, Randall was abominable. If you get decent play out of Julius Randall in the series, I think you're talking about a different series. I really do. But it's not to be. Now, the season comes to a close. It's a bummer. Bigger picture. Unlike 2013, the last time the Knicks won a playoff series, this team's moving in the right direction. Richard Jefferson said it after the game, and I totally agree with him. The Knicks, they're back. They're a factor in the NBA. They're relevant once again. I think whenever the conversation comes around of, well, what player wants out? What quote-unquote star is looking to kind of plant his next exodus? So where he's going? Knicks are going to be in that conversation. You're no longer the butt of all jokes. There's a lot of respect and pride that this team brought back to the organization. Two years ago, it was a great step in the right direction. Last year was a major step back. This year was, to me, three steps forward. Getting into the playoffs, winning a playoff series, and then fighting. They fought in game five. They fought in game six. They didn't die like dogs tonight. All right, Randall stunk. Barrett stunk. Let's be honest. Everybody outside of Jalen Brunson stunk. But it was a four-point game against a well-oiled, well-coached, top-notch organization. Listen, I'm jealous of the Heat. I know some people can't stand them. I can't stand them. But you got to call it like it is. They run an organization the right way. They have built an organization the right way. It's commendable. They're a model to what the Knicks, dare I say, could want to be in the years to come. They got themselves a keeper in Brunson. There's no doubt about that. But I think a major topic of conversation for us here on New York, New York, and something that we're going to move forward with in the days, in the weeks, in the months, and dare I say the years ahead is, who is the right guy to pair Jalen Brunson with? Because I think the answer to that question, it's clearly not Julius Randle. All right, we're going to lead it off. Elmhurst, I'm putting you in the leadoff spot today, Charlie. Don't let me down. Charlie, take it away. What's happening? What's up, JJ? How you doing? Hi, Charlie. We're, we're hanging in there, bro. We're hanging in there. Let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not stunned with the end result today. I'm not stunned, but it's a kick in the groin when Brunson is the best player in the series and performs the way that he performs. It's a kick in the groin. Oh, yes. It's an absolute, like, you know, you know kick, kick in the ass and balls. And Brunson made 14 field goals. The rest of the Knicks made 13. 
I mean, Brunson at the at the when ninety two ninety that last in that last play, I wish Brunson took a shot of three. I felt the same way. You know what, Charlie? I felt the same way. And listen, it's impossible to kill Jalen Brunson with what he did for the New York Knicks. But as I'm watching that final possession, and the Knicks look dead, they get the flagrant one, they get back into the game to like, holy shit, can they possibly somehow, some way, go and steal this game? Yeah, I. no matter what happened there, if Brunson puts up a shot and it's ill-advised, we all would have lived with it. You know what I mean, dude? So I, I am bummed that we didn't get to see him with the ball in his hands with a chance to shoot it. I agree. Oh, absolutely. But I can't kill Brunson. He did everything as humanly possibly can. Coming off a plane 48 minutes in game five and put up 40-plus points. And the rest of the Knicks didn't help him at all. I mean, they really, really left him in the dry. I mean, R.J. Barrett, he had a good postseason, but you know what? Foul trouble, didn't get it going, did not contribute. And my goodness, Julius Randle is god-awful. Like, he's a good regular season player, but my goodness. Like, you can't, like, dig out all the stats one in this, post- this postseason. He's among the worst. Charlie, get him off my team. Get him off my team. The sooner the better. And I don't want to hear Nick fan. Lecturing me next year during the regular season when Julius Randle's putting up numbers. We know. Listen, we're all aware of the fact that Julius Randle is going to put up numbers. That's the kind of player he is. But in these big games, in postseason play, he's not a winning player. He makes the wrong basketball play. He's constantly out of position. His shot selection sucks. He thinks he's way better than he actually is. The Knicks, now I don't know if they're going to be able to do it, they need to do everything in their power to try to move on from this player. They do. Absolutely, because the Knicks, like I said, I mean, I don't agree with uh, was that uh, was was that guy uh, on the broadcast, uh, Richard Jefferson. But you know, you said it right. The Knicks are not Knicks are heading the right direction for the first time. Like I feel, man, this team is going to the right direction. They have all the pieces, but not with Julius Randle, and they got to find that the superstar, the big time superstar. And let me tell you, last thing, JJ. This is my first time in my lifetime. I'm just so happy. I love being a Knicks fan. I'm proud that, you know, especially with Brunson, his season. I love it. Now, look who's waiting. Our last place Yankees. Uh, trade the Yankee win tonight for a Knicks win, man. Well, I think, uh, Charlie, listen, even though it was a good Yankee win tonight with Rizzo hitting the home runs and Volpe having a moment, the Yankees showing you some guts, I think we all would have traded that Yankee win tonight for a uh, New York Knickerbocker Game 6 win. Hey, Jalen Brunson did everything in his power. Raise your hand if you thought Jalen Brunson was going to outplay Jimmy Butler in this series. And I love love Jalen Brunson. I didn't think he was going to outplay Butler. He did. He was the best damn player in this series. That's what makes this series a damn shame. Brunson did his part. The rest of the New York Knickerbockers did not. And it starts, of course, with Julius Randle. Sean. Joins us next. He joins us here on this uh, funeral for the New York Knickerbockers here in 2023. What's happening, Sean? How we doing? Hey, John. What's up? Sean, what's good, man? How you doing? I fucking live and die with this team. And it just kills me. Like, we're all astute basketball people. And I'm watching this game. They're up 14. I'm like, okay, we came to play. RJ's getting to the line. And then, like you said, as soon as, Brent, as, soon as he went out the game for, what, a minute? They cut it in half, right? Immediately. 
That 14-point lead turned to seven in a nanosecond. And then it felt like before you could blink an eye in the second quarter, Miami gets a couple of stops. Adebayo is slamming down buckets. And all of a sudden, you walk in, it's a one-point game, and Miami has the lead. What I am surprised about, though, to be honest with you, Sean, when Miami had the second quarter that they did, I thought they were going to run and hide in this game. I, I really did. I thought they were going to run and hide, but they didn't run and hide. The Nick defense, to their credit, was probably the best it has been. Game five and game six, you saw the Knicks really get after it defensively. They did a much better job on Miami from beyond the three-point arc, and Miami wasn't hitting the same volume of threes that we saw early in the series. But the Knicks needed somebody, Sean, to step up in addition to Julius Randle. And the problem was you go up and down the roster, excuse me, into Jalen Brunson, you needed it to be Randle. So maybe it was a little bit of a Freudian slip by me. Nobody on the roster could step up and help Brunson get the secondary scoring that he needed. Nobody. Who do you target in the offseason? That's my last question. That's a loaded question, Sean. It's a loaded, loaded question. You know, I've already had a couple of text conversations with a few buddies of mine. You're going to hear the name Carl Anthony Towns a lot. You're going to hear Damian Lillard's name a lot. Are those names, though, that make you a championship team? Like, in theory, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is a better player than Julius Randle. Carl Anthony Towns is flawed in his own right. And, and I've watched a lot of the Timberwolves the last couple of years. He's soft. He is an incredibly soft player and gets into foul trouble like every single game. Do I think like a Carl Anthony Towns, Jalen Brunson team is winning a title? <sighs> no, I don't. See, that's like the double-edged sword that the Knicks now are kind of finding themselves in, where it's like, yeah, you know you need to upgrade the roster. You need to find who that next guy is going to be. Those names I mentioned, I love Dame Lillard. This stage in his career? No, I don't. I don't think a backward of Heem Brunson, Lillard from five, six, seven years ago, I'd be all about it. Now, it's tough. It's tough because you don't want to go and make a trade that's short-sighted and ill-advised and it kind of sets you back a couple of years. But you also have to be aware and realize the team as constructed, there's a limit to what they can achieve. There is. Not with Brunson being a part of it, but other pieces on the roster, you're damn right there's a limit. And you kidding yourself if you think otherwise. Kidding yourself. Let's head to Zach. He joins us next. Zach, the floor is yours. Welcome in. How you doing? Oh. JJ, how we doing, pal? Uh, I've been better, Zach. Uh, I've been better. We're hanging in there. I was at the game. I'm actually just getting home from the game, man. It was it was a heartbreaker at the end, man. Bronson was... Oh, I'm sure it was. And, Zach, that had to be... Set the stage for us. That had to be a real tense crowd in the final two minutes of that game because it looked like Miami had put the game away. Then all of a sudden, you get that flagrant one at six that kind of gives you a little bit of life. And when the Knicks got the ball down, too, you're saying, please, just... Just get a Jalen Brunson shot off and give me a miracle. Turnover was just such a major kick in the groin, dude. Such a kick in the groin. And honestly, you're right. The, the crowd was, they couldn't believe it. I was with my buddy who's a Heat fan. And I was i was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't care what Brunson does. I'm living and dying. He's got to take the shot. I, I'm not going to kill him for the pass, the turnover, whatever it is. 
But man, I was I was just hoping whatever you do, just take a shot. Three, two, doesn't matter. It was just tough, man. And honestly, Randall just disengaged in the game. His effort sucks. I totally agree. I totally agree. Zach, well said, bro. His effort on defense, his body language is deplorable. It's deplorable. And listen, I I, I understand that after a playoff series, sometimes folks are going to act irrationally. I don't think I'm acting irrationally here. What Nick Finn in their heart of hearts honestly thinks you're winning anything of serious substance with Julius Randle as a part of the team? How can you honestly think that? You can't. And as soon as I left that building, I said, you got to get that guy off the team, man. Because you look at that game, we lost by four. If Barrett or Randall, and I'm not going to kill Barrett because he's had good playoffs, but if Randall shows up, we win that game. And then you're going back to game seven. It is just the more I think about it, man, it is it's a it's a heartbreaker. It's crushing. But it sucks. Listen, Zach, it sucks. Here's the, but here's the silver lining. You nailed on it. Jalen Brunson's a keeper. Jalen Brunson's a warrior. Jalen Brunson is going to be a part of this thing now for the next couple of years. And I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying this. He's going to be one of the most popular Knicks in the last 40 years. I'm dead serious. Like Jalen Brunson is going to go down. As one of those guys, assuming he could stay on the court. Because that's a big if with any with anybody in sports. But like the way he plays the game. I mean, Kendall Jenner, by the way, at the Lakers. I mean, who, who's got it better than her? My goodness. Sorry, I'm distracted. Uh, Brunson is going to be a part of the fold. You like the guy. You love everything about what he brings to the table. He needs help. I think we could all agree with that. He needs some help. Okay, I digress. Sorry. Kendall Jenner had me distracted. Let's head to uh, our buddy Justin in, in Floral Park. He joins us next. Justin, hello. How are we doing? Jay, uh, again. Hi, Justin. What's up, man? You know, they had no answer for Bam. He killed them inside. We got the wrong Kentucky guy. Okay, this, uh, Randall's got to go. Um, like you said, Julius is definitely a keeper. I like Hart, obviously. He's a meat and potatoes guy. Reminds me of a guy perfect for the from the '90s Knicks type of guy. Um, you know, I don't know. I have a feeling the Celtics might not be able to keep Jalen Brown, and that's a guy I would. Try. Well, uh, I don't know about that now. Well, it depends, Justin, because first of all, we got to see how their series plays out. That's number one. Number two, he's now an All NBA guy. So because of the fact that he's an All NBA guy they have the ability to go and give him that supermax, which is something other teams cannot do. But if they go and give him the supermax, how the hell are they building the rest of their team? That's more the million-dollar question. You know, they already gave Smart a ton of money. Obviously, Tatum's making money. So, you know, I get it. You know, you get big three, whatever. But, uh, you know, that's just someone I'm thinking about. Uh, Justin, listen, that is a guy, and I'm watching that game last night. I'd love to have Jalen Brown on the New York Knicks. That is exactly the sort of player, alongside Jalen Brunson, with what he provides defensively, the wing, he can shoot it, he can break it down off the dribble. I mean, Jalen Brown, Brown's probably one of the 18 best players in the NBA. Like, that's the sort of team where I say, all right, you got Brunson, you got Brown, you build around those two guys, let's see what you can do. Yeah, and I'm telling you, you know, with this game, don't, you know, without quickly, that's a big loss that they had, man. Not having him for the last couple of games, you know, uh, would have helped to have him in there. I really think so. I think he would have uh, played a little better. And you know, Barrett, listen, he he got 
he had some good games. I'm, I'm hoping he keeps growing. But, uh, you know, if they got to part ways with him, part ways with him if you're getting the right piece. Well, I think that goes for anybody on the roster, Justin, for that matter, outside of Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson is the one guy Nick fans are going to look at, look at and they're going to say, he's ours. He's not going anywhere. He's a part of the fabric. He needs to be a part of what they're doing moving forward. Outside of that, listen, I want Hart here because he's a role guy. He's a glue guy and he fits perfectly. I, I mean, as far as conversations with any other team, anybody else on the roster to me could be had in the right deal. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that goes for Robinson, too. You know, uh, he's a liability on offense, man. Oh, he's got zero offensive game. He's got zero offensive game. Listen, Justin, he did a terrific, terrific job in the Cleveland series. Appreciate the call as always. Bro, a lot of great attributes in the Cleveland series. You're seeing his shortcomings, though, in this Miami series. Miami exposed him. They exposed him in a big way. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less, and one because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Let's head to our buddy, Andrew, in Bay Ridge. He joins us next. Andrew, the floor is yours. Uh, welcome in, Poppy. How we doing? What up, John? Hi, Andrew. What's up, there? All right. When the Knicks signed Brunson for that money, and the uh, I-, I said, wow, they gave Brunson a lot of money. You know, they overpaid for Brunson. But then during the season, I found myself saying, wow, they got a deal on Brunson. They underpaid him. You know, I don't remember him being this good when he was at Villanova. Because he wasn't this good. He's a guy who works on his game. I like those guys. Those are the guys that I want want for the Knicks to have, you know? Guys that work on their game in the offseason, maybe add something new to their game instead of guys who just want to stand at the three-point line and shoot threes and miss threes. So basically, you know, I want to 
just about this for me is about Brunson. You know, the season he had, the playoffs he had, and just you know, tipping my cap to him. You know, just the way that he played was amazing. You know, I totally agree, Andrew. Andrew, we watch a lot of college basketball. We're not these guys that you know disregard the college game. We love those Villanova teams. They were phenomenal teams. They were well coached. They were balanced. They had a lot of different ways to beat you. I liked Jalen Brunson in college. I thought Jalen Brunson would be a nice NBA player. I never in a million years thought he could have the sort of postseason he had last year with Dallas. And even when the Knicks brought him in, I liked it. I said, Jalen Brunson, a good player. I can't believe Jalen Brunson is making this sort of money. You know what? I got to own it. I got to acknowledge it. I was dead wrong. Jalen Brunson is underpaid, Andrew. He is underpaid for what he has brought the New York Knickerbockers. And you're so right. He's a gym rat. He's getting better. He's working on his craft. I guarantee you in a week or two, he's going to be back in the gym doing his thing, working on his craft, trying to become a better NBA player. And yes, that is to me exactly the sort of guy that you as a franchise should want to build your team around. I'm not saying that Jalen Brunson is going to be the number one guy in the championship team, but he absolutely can be a major part of what you're doing moving forward. That's great. He was Herculean in these last two games. Commendable. I mean, to put the team on his freaking back, almost willed them by himself to a game seven against the Heat. Now, how do they get the rest of the roster better? That's the million-dollar question. Now, I want to get your take on uh, Barrett because I know he signed. I know he's, uh, you know, they, they gave him the contract, whatever. That doesn't mean they can't trade him. For me, I'm not a big fan of this guy, John. Now, I know he's 22. That's what everyone tells me. Well, he's only 22. All right, so what? I mean, he's been in the league for four years. I'm not seeing an improvement. I'm seeing a guy who wants to stand at the three-point line and shoot threes or drive to his left. Those two things. And he's not making the threes. Can he drive strong to his left? Yeah, he can. He definitely can. But in a playoff series like this against Miami with a good team and a good coaching staff, they're not going to let you do that. They're not. Gonna, they're going to take that away. The guys shoot thirty-one percent from three on the season, John. And anyone who watches the games can see that he's not a good jump shooter. I would like to tell the. I would like this guy to see this guy in the offseason. Go with your trainer, okay, and go learn a two-dribble pull-up from fifteen feet. What's wrong with that? Uh, go do that and improve your game. If not, I don't want to even see this guy here anymore. I don't care how young he is, whatever. I, I want him tra traded. Let's get someone in here who can make jump shots. Because for me, during this Miami series, that was a big problem for the Knicks. They didn't have anyone who could make a shot. No, outside of Jalen Brunson, he was the only guy you felt confident with, with the idea of shooting the ball from the outside. I think your critiques of Barrett are fair. I do think Barrett, though, is a guy that can take his game to another level. I, I do believe that. Like, let me put it this way, Andrew. If they traded R.J. Barrett in the right package, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But by the same token, I can see him being a part of what they're looking to do. Does that make sense? I, I don't think I'm being hypocritical in saying this. I think Barrett can be a part of the building. I, I really do. Because he is a gym rat. He is a guy that works, but his shooting has not improved. 
And, and I think developing something in the mid-range for him would make a, a world of difference. I think that's an excellent, excellent observation. But, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're kind of capped out. And the Knicks, they're in a position now where Brunson's going to be here. They need to find the taker for Julius Randle. And then they got to figure out, well, what's the next move going to be in order to take our team to the next level? Because they're a good team right now. They're round eight. You know, they, they, they're playing in the middle of May. Like, that's that's great. We haven't talked about that in a decade, for goodness sakes. But how do you get to that next step? That's the million-dollar question for them, Andrew. I like your point on uh, Townsend Lillard because that's those are the names that everyone's going to mention. You know, like those are the top of the list. You know, the guys that are always in the trade talks. I like what you said. I don't want Towns, you know, Mr. Softy. The guy's going to have a freaking hangnail. He's going to miss, miss games. No, Lillard, he had a good year. He was an all-star. We understand that. But he has a lot of injuries in the past few years and a lot of miles. So if there's a name just off the top of your head, forget about contracts, forget about money. Uh, maybe a guy that, you know, just that, just from a player's perspective, forget about salary that you would like to see on the Knicks. Who might that be, John? Well, Andrew, I think somebody brought it up a few moments ago. I forget who it was off the top of my head, but it's Jalen, Jalen Brown. I mean, that that's a guy I'd love to have in the Knicks uniform. Now, I don't know how feasible or realistic that is, but, like, it was brought to my attention by uh, off the pikes, Brian Barrett, and I'm, like, drooling over the possibility. Do I think it's realistic? Who the hell knows? And I'm not giving you Giannis. Listen, I, I think everybody in the mother would like Giannis on their team. Now, I love Giannis. I love the guy. I think my favorite player currently in the NBA outside of Jalen Brunson, of course. He pulled a stunt like he did in Milwaukee. After the Knicks losing five games at home as a number one seed, Giannis would have to realize that ain't going to go so well. Just saying. Not going to go so well. But said to our buddy Bradley, who's up next. Bradley joins us. Hi, Bradley. What's happening, bud? Hey, JJ. What's going on, man? Uh, Bradley. What's shaking, dude? Yeah, I mean, listen, tough one to swallow. I mean, I said the other night, I felt like that a pulse. And you know what? Jalen Brunson did everything in his power to force his puppy back to New York. He did everything he can. The only, the one thing that we have to critique him, come on, was that last possession. I would much rather than see if I had to get, you know, make a layup. A little, like a little jumper, or even I watched the replay of it maybe four or five times. I saw Joshua wide open around the perimeter. I would have lived and been okay if Joshua made the shot, and even if he missed, I would live with it. But that's the only critique. Outside of that, Jalen Brunson had a great follow up to Game Five for the ages tonight. That one hundred percent superhuman. Let's be honest, and basically Bradley playing these games, playing the entire time, and. I think what I'm going to look back on with this series that's going to bother me the most, and I don't regret what I said going into the series. I thought Jimmy Butler was the best player going into the Eastern Conference semifinals. That might be true, but in this particular series, Jalen Brunson was the best player on the floor. Jalen Brunson outperformed Jimmy Butler. The numbers, they do not lie. They would back up that thesis, yet here we are, and the Knicks couldn't take advantage of it because Brunson couldn't get the necessary help. That's what's going to drive me insane. Yeah, that's what drove me insane tonight, too. I mean, we listen, we gave RJ flowers after game two against Cleveland. We, I mean, he had a horrible game today. I mean, definitely deserves like the critique, uh, criticism tonight, but 
outside tonight, I think he ran out of gas. I think he just really just couldn't get anything going. And I, I cannot stand to see Randall anymore on, on this team anymore. Randall it just will make me want to rip my hair out and make me go bald early. I do not want this guy on the team anymore. And I was watching, I'm watching the Lake of Warrior game right now, JJ. I was watching a little bit of the halftime show with Stephen A and uh, Jalen, uh, uh, Jalen Rose. Um, let me tell you, Stephen A, I think for the best, whenever things are not going good for uh, Julius Randall, it, it's like his whole negativity spreads the entire team like a virus whenever things do not go wrong this guy's negativism and all of it like everything just spreads to everybody else and that cannot be a part of this team anymore it just cannot yeah i think there's something to that bradley that's a good observation by Stephen a obviously i didn't hear it but his body language randall throughout this entire series was horrendous and the fact that it's out of position he's just not in the right spot killers Absolute killers for the team. I would do everything in my power to get rid of them. Can they do that? We'll find out. Let's head to Doug. He joins us next. Dougie, what's up, baby? JJ, hey. As, as for... Um, hi, Doug. Hi, as for Carl Anthony Towns, I'd be all for it. Only his body's made out of glass. I don't trust it. Uh, I wouldn't trust it. Well, not only is his body made out of glass, the guy always gets into foul trouble. He's way too three-happy. Like, he's a good player. He's a better player than Julius Randle. Let me, let me make that perfectly clear. Carl Anthony Towns is a better player than Julius Randle. Do I think that there are major problems, though, and major things to dissect with a guy like Cat? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Like, let, let me put it this way. I wouldn't be planning my parade down the Canyon of Heroes with Brunson and Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I think they're a good team. I, I don't think you're that much better, though. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, this will take me a while to really think about it fully. This being a positive season, it is, and it is for the Knicks. There's no question. But two things really still stick in my craw following tonight. First, you know, Butler in the post game, he had that smirk. Obviously, Miami won, but you think about that history with Tibbs back in Minnesota. Butler torpedoed Thibodeau in Minnesota, no doubt. So, like, he got another one up on him. And the other thing. The path was there for the Knicks to win the East. It was not that far-fetched. I don't consider the 76ers or the Celtics that, that much way up. Uh, if the Knicks had, had advanced the series, oh, they, I, I, they could have had them. I, I, I truly believe that. But let me get your take on, um, on Tibbs, this series. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of his coaching. So, uh, but uh, he got outcoached. And uh, with the game three was an abominable. The, the no show by the entire team, but uh, I mean, wh- what's your what's your take on Tibbs overall this this past uh, series? All right, we got to be fair because I consider myself as well, Doug, a Tom Thibodeau guy. I respect the job he does with a team, the professionalism he provides. He got outcoached in this series. You know the way Miami dissected the Nick defense, the way Miami went after Mitchell Robinson, the way Miami. Went after Julius Randle? Yeah, Eric Spolster put on a coaching clinic. I would say that Eric Spolster outcoached Tom Thibodeau. Now, I also would throw in a caveat that I think Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA. And I think he's capable of doing that to a lot of guys. I got news for you. They are going to have a major coaching advantage in the next round against Doc Rivers, who can never hold the lead in the series, or Missoula, who has done a miserable job with the Celtics to the point where Simmons 
And all these Celtic fans in my life want him out. Miami could go and win the Eastern Conference. They could. Now, what was Ankle's got to be right. But they could go and win the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to be surprised. They beat Boston and Philly? I'm not going to be surprised at all. So, from Thibodeau's standpoint, listen. Yes, his limitations at times with offensive basketball can be brought to the forefront. A- am I looking at a team, though, that's got firepower up the wazoo? The answer to that question is no, you're not. Not the least. Let's take a couple more. Josh joins us. Josh, what's happening? Miserable. I understand that. You and me both. This, I, I just want to hear eulogies. I said, here lies Julius Randle's last game as a Nick. You know, this is the way. I, I, I got to admit, I have not had one Nick fan come on right now and defend Julius Randle. And that kind of speaks to the text threads and the conversations that I have with Nick fans in my life. How could anyone with a rational mind honestly want this guy? Forget about, all right, I get making a bad trade, but like thinking about the team down the road, you can't honestly see this guy as a part of the team if they're going to be a big winner. No shot. No way. JJ, every time this guy misses a shot, he's just like lobby guys back on D. He just looks at the ref, puts his hands up, and there's a five-on-four break, and I'm like, Dude, get back on D. You're killing me. If, you, if you're not doing it on offense, at least do something on defense. It's such a liability. Oh, my God, JJ. This guy's killing me. And the thing is, we had that game. We had it, JJ. We had it. Well, if you get something out of Barrett, you get something out of Barrett, you get something out of Randall, you win the game. I, I totally agree with that. But you didn't. And don't give me no uh, Carl Anthony Towns or Dame. Cat is soft. I'm sorry. I know he's a Jersey kid and all. He's soft. He can't handle this. We need maybe maybe somebody, you know, fit tip system or something, but don't give me no cat or dame. First of all, I don't even Well, and I think that's why, Josh, they're in a weird they're in a weird spot. Because now you just had a situation where you went to the second round of the playoffs. Fans are like, well, how do you improve upon that? How do you build upon that? The front office has got to be very practical in making the right trade. Not to appease the fan base, but to make the right trade to get you on a championship trajectory. It's there. With the right moves and the right players brought in, you can, as a Nick fan, you can see the light. You can't. You feel like, all right, they're finally out of the dark ages. They're finally moving in the right direction. They got to nail it. They nailed it with Brunson. That's a great step. Now what's next? Let's head to uh, Alex, who joins us next. Alex, the floor is yours. Welcome. How are you, Alex? Good, JJ. How are you tonight? <laughs> I've been better. We're hanging in. We're hanging in. We're okay. I mean, the whole game was just frustrating. Uh, Randall especially. I mean, he's driving to the hoop, and then he's passing off to Mitchell Robinson, who doesn't have, like, the finesse of the hand. Oh, that possession drove me insane. I'm so glad you brought that up because he did the exact same thing in Game 5. It's like Julius. You know Mitch has zero offensive game. I'm killing you when you're taking these terrible threes. You're inside the freaking paint. Put the damn ball up, for goodness sakes. It, it was just terrible to watch. and you know. Uh, but looking towards the future, I, I have maybe a, a player idea to target and then maybe a future coach as well. Uh, for the player, what are your thoughts on maybe trying to uh, get Zion and reuniting him with R.J. Barrett? 
maybe buying a little low oh, on him. Man. Oh, man. Alex, I know he's uh, I know he's talented. That Doesn't that have disaster written all over it, though? does, but it, I mean, but the ceiling with that guy looks like he's 400 pounds. He's so out of shape. He never, ever, ever plays. Uh, could you imagine if Zion Williamson was in New York and had this sort of trajectory of his career that he's had in New Orleans over the last couple of years, what we'd be saying? We'd be losing our minds, Alex. Great, but I, I just think that's the kind of home run or kind of, I, I guess, like shot we have to maybe take. And I would hope that maybe being with RJ, being in New York, he might be able to turn things around. I don't know. Um, and then the last- Listen, Alex, that's, that's the sort of move. I appreciate it. That's the sort of move. If you get it right, you're a hero forever. If you get it wrong, you are, you are never living that down. You are never, ever, ever living that down. That is a major buyer beware. Let's take two more. Brian joins us. Hi, Brian. How we doing, buddy? Hey, JJ. You hear me? I got you, Brian. Welcome in. So quickly, you know, it's Randall. New York acts like Randall's the only star that didn't show up to the NBA. You know, Embiid, that last three minutes, didn't show up. Um, the Celtics guy, sometimes he has his head up his ass. He doesn't show up. Um, so it's just funny. Like, you know, they all act like Randall's got to show up every single game and be amazing. And he's just not that level of player. And even when. Well, I get that, Brian. Listen, there's some, there's some truth in that. But the issue is we've seen Embiid have monster playoff games. Tatum last night. Putting Tatum and Randall in the same sentence is insulting to Jason Tatum. As Tatum told you yesterday, he's one of the best players in the world. And I understand he's had a so-so postseason. He had a terrible NBA Finals last year. But he is a far different type of player. He's in a different stratosphere than a guy like Randall. Randall is, he's all NBA by name only. Like, does anybody look at NBA players and say, yeah, he's one of the 15 best players in the league? If, if you think that, you're a damn fool, okay? And we saw that in the Atlanta series two years ago. Listen, last year, I want to get rid of him. The Knicks had no choice. They couldn't. He played great this year. Give him credit. Regular season, Julius Randle was fantastic. But you see it in the postseason. This is not a guy who, when you want to get to where you want to be, mark my words, he won't be a part of it. So you're almost on borrowed time and wasting time as far as that goes. Uh, this is fantastic. The Lakers are just sticking it to Golden State. All this, this is fucking stellar. Love it. Get them out. I'm a little giddy about this because I have two futures to the Western Conference Finals or to win the NBA title, and I'm guaranteed a ticket now at juicy value with either Denver or with the Lakers. Let's go. Speaking on that note, the great Jeff Money joins us. Money, the floor is yours. Welcome. What's up? I'm giddy also since we're both on the Lakers there. Uh, oh, I love the Lakers tonight, bro. I love them. And listen, if they end up losing this game, we'll go down as the biggest collapse that I've seen in an NBA game in the uh, in the playoffs. Up 20 now. Uh, no, LeBron missed that free throw. Up 19. And, and I guarantee you that people who have the Lakers right now listening to us saying, shut up, you idiots. Nah, well, we're laying two and a half. We're up by 19, 8.52 to go. We're Pretty. They can't win this game. It has nothing to do with us. Exactly, Jeff Money. It's got nothing to do with us. You nailed it. In the Knicks game, listen, uh, I told you I was rooting for the Knicks, even though I I, I picked the, uh, I went with the uh, Heat there, lane five and a half, of course. So, uh, 
you know, it always comes down to the end. We're up by, the Heat are up by six. And then Brunson made, you know, that easy layup with 10 seconds left. So I'm yelling, foul, foul. They don't foul. And then that's it. So blow that game. And then hopefully we hit the Laker game, which is, you know, like I said, looking really good. Now, as far as, uh, not tomorrow, for Sunday, there's no game tomorrow. So Sunday, between the Celtics and the uh, 76, that line is seven. I'm uh, I'm gonna roll. Uh, you gotta you gotta roll with the Celtics. You know after that debacle. Uh, I don't, Jeff Bunny. I don't. I'm going back to the well with Philly, a- and I know I'm putting my money on Doc Rivers. I've seen Philly win twice in Boston, and from what I've seen out of the Celtics, Jeff Bunny, I don't trust them to lay a big number, dude. I don't. I don't. Points? You're gonna take them on the money line? No, I'm taking the points, and I know that the old adage in a lot of these games is if you cover the number, you're gonna win the game outright in the NBA. I'm not doing that. I don't think Philadelphia is going to do enough to win. I just see seven points, and I think it's way too many points. That's my two cents. No, I hear, I hear. I mean, so far when the Celtics have been winning, they've been covering every time. If you look at the the last meetings and everything, even when I think when they were favored by uh, nine, I think it was earlier, seven and a half, around and they covered. So I'm just going with the flow on that. I mean, after the seven, like I said, I had the Celtics the, uh, the other day, and after the 76, they couldn't close it out at home. You know, the Celtics, I just don't see the Celtics losing. Like I said, since I see them winning, they've been covering every time. So I'm going with the flow on that. Well, Jeff Money, I, I, I'm rooting for Philly, full disclosure. I don't want to see Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, but uh, may the best man win. And, and I'm very curious to see what this series press is going to look like for Boston or Philadelphia against Miami. Am I crazy to think Miami is super live in this series? Or am I just a prisoner of the moment of what I've seen now against the Knickerbockers? I, I think they're incredibly live in the series, assuming Jimmy Butler is right. But that's a story for a different day. I want to thank all of you because these have been a ton of fun to do throughout this NBA postseason run, this Knickerbocker playoff run. It's a great year for the New York Knickerbockers. There's a lot to feel good about. I'm thankful Jalen Brunson is in my life. I might name uh, my dog, or if I have a firstborn, it might be Jalen. Who the hell knows? But the Knicks got some work to do. This roster is currently constructed. Needs improvement. We knew that going in. Obvious here in this Miami series. Great job by Stefan and all of his excellent, excellent work in making all magic. Dare I say, become magic. We'll be back Sunday night. We'll put a nice little bow on this Knickerbocker season. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And on that note, JJ's out. Be good, everybody.